Welcome to Cowboy Ed Radio, a conversation that takes you all around Wyoming and really wherever the horse might lead us. Sometimes we don't know where the horse might go and we just follow along. How you doing, Maya? I'm doing wonderful today, loving this beautiful sunshine. It's almost springtime in Wyoming, which means a little less snow, a little more wind. Springtime in Wyoming feels a lot like winter in other places. That is true. But it's still good, and it, the sun being out in the longer days makes it a little, little easier to ride that horse just a little bit further and have all sorts of fun in Wyoming. And we are super excited about our conversation today. Uh, we, we used social media connections to find somebody that's talking about kind of what we've been talking about, and, and he's an expert to add to the conversation. We're so excited. And so we stumbled across Dr. Brett Stout Willett, and he just let us be the first, or maybe not the first, but some of the first to say, congratulations on just getting your doctorate. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. So I, I just defended my dissertation on Friday, so literally five days ago. So it is fresh. Uh, it's kind of fun. I think this is probably the first public announcement of me as a doctor. So yeah, thanks. I'm glad to be here. It's kind of like getting married and you turn around and they announce you. And now here we are. We get a, we at Cowboy Ed got to announce him as doctor. And so what a, what a great thing. And so let's just, we're, we're not even going to waste any time on this ride. Tell us a little bit about, uh, y- your dissertation deals with new teachers and, and that's near and dear to both Maya and I. Maya works to, to help groom our new teachers, getting them ready for the classroom. And I've, I've been in different schools and switched. And every time you switch, even though you're a veteran teacher, you're, you're going through learning lots of new things in a new building, new school, new district. And so let's let's talk just a little bit about that. What brought you towards this? What what lighted that fire for you to, to tackle this as your dissertation? Yeah, so I came out of more extensive social media research uh, the last few years working with, with both my advisors, I had a great research team, some of the, the doctoral students who are a few years ahead of me. And so just I've gotten to tackle some really interesting projects on, on Twitter, on Reddit, on social media generally, uh, for K-12 teachers, for higher education professionals. So really looking across the board, uh, the last course that I took for my, my doctorate was a class called the Psychological Study of Teaching. And, and really, this was a, a class that was looking at the historic roots of studying how teachers learn to teach uh, and from a psychological perspective, and, and then re- how that's been researched in the last 40 years, really. Uh, and so that class just introduced some really fascinating ideas. So uh, one, of, one of the seminal readings for that class, uh, we came across this idea uh, called the, the two worlds pitfall, and this idea that there's this one world of the preparation program and then another world of the professional practice. So you hear one thing in undergrad and then you want to go and apply those things in <laughs> your, your teaching classroom, but you discover, oh, well, I have colleagues that believe different things. And, and this just captured my imagination, this two worlds pitfall. I mean, one, it's got a, a snazzy name. It's really interesting. You know, I, I don't know, I imagine people falling into a pit, but this opened up a whole host of questions of what is going on for new teachers and how might that differ from all the other social media research that, I, that I've seen out there and, and have contributed to myself uh, that is just kind of talking about 
general possibilities of what teachers can do with social media, as well as some, some valid critiques of things that teachers should be concerned about. But generally everything, almost everything, a, a few articles are the exception, um, just talk about teachers generally. And so the more that I thought about this, I thought, well, there's a whole host of contextual, personal factors for new teachers that, that make them probably not like everybody else, not like all the other teachers. They have so many other things going on for them. Um, and so I, I wanted to dig in more. I wanted to investigate there. Well, that's, I mean, they just bring up, you just, just your talking gets me all excited thinking about different, different parts of this. And, and I know Maya gets her chance to deal with this on a regular basis, preparing those teachers as they head into, and into the classroom. But I guess I'm going to, I'm going to pull the horse back for one second. Cause I think maybe our listeners want to know what, what were you, what did you do before you decided to go down this path? What, what, what classroom, what teaching, what, what kept, got you into education in general? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I won't go back too far. Uh, but immediately prior to my doctorate, uh, I was actually working for uh, a university ministry. Uh, and I was actually the national director uh, to build online ministries. So I, I was focused on building online communities of undergraduate students all across the United States. And so I was really tuned into how and why might people want to gather? What are the, what are the best ways to help people um, learn together, but also just get to know each other, uh, listen to each other, trust each other. Uh, so kind of all the aspects ranging from how people do this informally and voluntarily around video games to, you know, to more formal curriculum based, you know, learning settings. Uh, and so I was thinking a lot about that and did my master's degree at, at Michigan State uh, to, to try and investigate some of those questions I was, I was asking and came to the end of my master's and just thought, there is way more here. <laughs> I'm just scratching the surface. There's a lot more that I, I want to study. There's a lot more that I want to write. Uh, and then in that process, decided to leave uh, my, my old work and my old job and, and just really dedicate myself to really understanding online communities. Uh, and then in that, became really interested in, in the realities and needs of teachers. So um, I think probably coming out of that ministry background, I feel like I've always wanted my work to make a difference. And so then as I, I came into education and, and tackling some of these questions about how people learn, how people learn together, I thought, well, there's very little that would be more meaningful than to impact teachers and, and to support teachers. So that's, yeah, that, I mean, it captured my imagination, as I said before, but, but also just captured my sense of purpose and, and meaning um, in, in the work that I do. And I really love that perspective, Brett, about the collaboration in education and that learning together. And I'm actually, here comes the research junkie in me. What was your research question? So if we fast forward back to the dissertation, what did you ask? Like, what were you trying to find out? Yeah, so uh, I, I feel like another step in the journey is from my first draft of the proposal that I sent my poor advisors to, uh, to the actual research question. So the, the step in, in the middle there was, I think I asked about seven different studies worth of questions <laughs> in that first proposal. And, and some of it was because I, you know, I just had so many things that I was wondering about. And, and a lot of my prior research uh, has dealt with data mining approaches. So just kind of watching and, and collecting uh, massive amounts of data, seeing what teachers are doing on social media. And so I wanted to kind of dabble in all these ways. And my advisor said, okay, but what do you need to do first? <laughs> and so, so my research questions were really situated there. 
what what do I need to ask first? And because I looked and, and saw there just hasn't been enough of this social media research that's focused on new teachers in particular, I started with this question of well, what are the challenges that new teachers are going through? So let me let me just start by asking that and, and, and exploring that. So there have been other studies, you know, there's a good body of teacher induction research that, that are asking similar questions, but I wanted to start there. What, what, are, what are the challenges and the needs that, that new teachers are experiencing? And then I wanted to explore who are they going to in response to those challenges? Who are they looking to? And then I wanted to ask, well, what, what types of things are they, are they really going for? What are, what are they looking for? And then finally, how does social media play into that? Really all three of those pieces. How, how are the challenges a reason to turn to social media? How are the people that they wanna connect with located and sourced through social media? And then how are the tools and, and the support that they need found on social media? Or not. <laughs> and there's always that caveat, right? And all the research questions, or not. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the fact that the social media component, oftentimes the social media component still gets left to kind of sometimes a negative piece of things. But social media is definitely a part of, I mean, let's be just as honest as we can, probably of all of our learning right now is whether it's whatever, whatever professional group we'd be part of. Uh, if I'm learning things, I'm, I'm going to YouTube, but also as teachers, how we reach out and learn from other ideas, steal ideas, get support, those kind of things. So let's, I, I know everybody's dying to kind of know, we've, we've kind of built the framework around this for everybody's, what, let's, let's hit a couple of questions about the actual research, what you, what you found out. So let's go with the easy one, or maybe the not easy one. What, was there anything that was just kind of not overly surprising, like, yeah, of course. This I know I'm the guy doing the research, and everybody's going to say, well, of course, we already knew that. Is there anything that you kind of met your hypothesis? Like, yeah, that, that's what we expected to find with that piece, and that's what we found. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's a, that's a good question. I, and I feel like I could talk, <laughs> I mean, probably all these questions I could talk for hours. Uh, sort of the curse of, of having fresh research in mind. I think I'll, I'll focus on every all the new teachers that I interviewed, and, and so this was an interview study. So again, coming out of my, most of the work that I've done prior to this, kind of just watching and seeing and, and aggregating big big data, large amounts of data um, to here, I just sat down and, and interviewed and then did qualitative analysis of those interviews. So I think as expected, every teacher that I talked to described a, a network or support system of people that they're turning to that spanned within their school building and without. So there wasn't anybody that I talked to people within my school. And there's nobody I talked to who said, oh, I only talk to people on social media. Everybody had this expanse. Uh, and, and, and that was really striking to me. Everybody also was looking for a variety of tools. So it wasn't just like, the only thing I go to social media for is to look, you know, to, to find a quick resource for planning. Or the only thing I go to social media for is my social outlet. All the people that I talked to it was a mix. It was, oh, okay, well, part of it's planning, part of it's, I really wanna get better at enacting practice in the classroom. Uh, part of it is, yeah, I do, have, I do have those social needs and I need to vent to somebody outside of my school. So there's this real mix of, of the reasons why they're going to social media as well. And I don't, and, and yeah, and so just tie back to your question. I don't know that that was super surprising. I think if we were to pause and to think about that, we'd probably say, yeah, oh yeah, sure. Okay, that makes sense that teachers would have 
just kind of variety in what they're looking for. And I think that that is, I mean, I think everybody that's ever read a research and we're like, wow, uh, they had to do research. We had kind of already knew that. So I think it's always important to kind of at least take that point and say, you know, we, we don't know for sure until we actually look at it. But now I, I know the, the, the research side of Maya. I know she's dying to get the, the big question coming at you. So, Brett, yeah, I'm really excited to hear what what you found that was new information. So what was your big aha that you took away from this research? So my number one thing was that these new teachers and really all the new teachers I talked to went to social media with intentionality and purpose. So it wasn't just a like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like maybe I'll just like do a Google search or, or, or jump on teachers pay teachers or something. They had a plan and, and a more intentional and thought out plan than I would have expected. Uh, so I describe this in, in my write-up as, as a sense of agency. So that idea that there's this sense of being aware of the problem, having a plan, seeing some success, repeating that, and, and kind of going through this whole process of purposeful action towards an outcome. And I don't know, that I, I haven't seen a lot of that, or I haven't seen that emphasized in the social media research. I, I think that gets emphasized more in teacher education research and, and, and the induction literature. Um, but this idea uh, that social media isn't just a, a thing that people just kind of mindlessly do um, or get lost in or addicted to or you know whatever the, the, the framework is uh, that people are using, but, but it's something that there's in, there can be intentionality and purpose. So one of the, one of the striking quotes that, that has stuck with me was one of, the, one of the teachers I talked to, Mike, he said, when I log on, I know what I'm getting out of each platform. Like when I go to Twitter, I know what to expect there. I know what I'm looking for and I know, you know, kind of which types of things I'm going to find there. When I go to Pinterest, I know what I'm, I'm going to get there. Uh, and, and so that level of intentionality was really striking to me. Well, taking that, I think about what you're saying about teachers, the intentionality, they know what they, they know what they're going to get and, and how important that is. And I think about schools and staff meetings and professional development and how oftentimes in those platforms teachers don't know what they're going to get there is no intentionality and then schools communities education communities wonder why they get they get frustrated with that so i think there's this this you know which leads me right into kind of one of our our, our closing questions because i think this is really important so how do, how do you think schools, uh, a middle school, maybe a district, an elementary school, but how do you think schools should look at your research and use that research in their buildings or their districts to, to help teachers to improve what we're doing? Absolutely. Yeah. So at the end, I tried to get really practical in, in writing up the implications at the end of, end of the study. Uh, but a couple of the things that I said were, first off, just make sure that you have a social media policy. Of the teachers I talked to, only one even was aware that there was a social media policy at the school or district level. And she only was aware of it because somebody had been fired for violating it the year before. So first off, have a policy. Uh, I, I would say bonus points if the policy is positively framed. So not just like, don't do this. If you do this, you get fired. <laughs> um, 
but a little bit more positive of like, okay, so don't do some things, obviously, like that probably needs to be stated in writing in a way that everybody knows, but also use social media. We encourage you, go find these collaborations, go find these additional perspectives. You know, if, if you're in a, in a particular district, uh, you, the world is still at your fingertips. You can expand your curriculum. You can expand your reading list far beyond what you might get locally. Uh, and, and get opinions and, and get other other people uh, who, who you can bounce ideas off of. All of that's positive and, and uh, possible. So have a social media policy that actually encourages that kind of thing. Um, the second is if there are ways that our education leaders can help count some of these hours that are spent on social media, I think that would, that would really help. So um, another finding was all the teachers I talked to, well, not all, a good number of the teachers I talked to had this sense of, of wanting to manage their time well and, and had some concerns about using social media a lot. And, and if social media doesn't have to be this outlet for teachers that only occurs at nine o'clock at night, you know, after a long day, after all the grading's done, after all the planning is done, um, but if social media could come alongside or, or in place of or, or in complement with uh, some of those professional development hours that everybody has to do anyway, uh, could there be a way to start to count some of these great things that new te that teachers and new teachers especially are doing um, proactively, taking initiative, having a plan um, in a self-directed kind of way, if those could start to count, even if it's a little bit of those hours that, that are mandated, uh, I, I think that could go a long way. So proactive statement of use social media, count some of those hours <laughs> towards professional development. Um, and then the, the, the last piece, and this is another, uh, it wasn't my number one surprise, but I think a, a smaller surprise was uh, a few teachers told me they, they actually wished that there was a little bit more of a protected space where they could explore some ideas, that, where they could explore their identity, where they could ask questions honestly. They, they wished that there was a place to do that that wasn't completely open and public. Uh, they wanted it to be beyond their school building, but, you know, but maybe not like open to the entire world where there's, you know, maybe some, some rightful concern about, am I going to get harassed? <laughs> uh, yeah, bullied, what, whatever, uh, the, you know, the negative things that do happen on social media. So sort of like the third and most advanced thing that education leaders could do is, is start to proactively think about how might we either set up some of these things ourselves. So um, even something as simple as a, a learning management system shell that's shared among teachers in the school or shared among uh, teachers in a district where people can just dump their resources, where people can ask questions. It doesn't have to be sophisticated, um, but even having something like that that's, that's shared and, and um, able to, allows teachers to get outside of their immediate context uh, can open up some possibilities and, and get some of those useful collaborations um, and then there are others, you know, that that are that are set up. ISTE uh, has has some some good networks and, and resources set up that are, fire, you know, behind a, a password protected wall. Um, so anyway, so education leaders could, could point teachers those directions as well. So Brett, you're really sharing some very interesting information, and you really sparked my passion with professional development and thinking about that in a really unique way. Right, thinking about what teachers need, what they're spending their time doing, and how we can count that, you know, that personal learning 
towards their job because it's definitely going there, right? They're using it to make themselves better teachers and more timely teachers. And we've got those boxes we have to tick off in terms of hours and, you know, engagement. And when what we're doing is valued, it just all comes together in this great learning space. And I love the way you're thinking about that. I'm really excited to go dig into your research and read a little bit more. Thanks. Yes. I, I And I've, I've tried to be really open. So one of the values that's been instilled in me in the last few years uh, has been to try and conduct research in an as open way as possible. So uh, I've actually shared my dissertation. Uh, the full text is, is on my website. All my slides from my defense are on my website. I'm hoping to go back and, and record uh, just a screencast of, of working through the presentation as well sometime in the next week. Um, so maybe we can include in the show notes links to the dissertation and, and, and the slides. Um, just again, happy to be very open with that. Uh, would love, uh, I mean, it's how I ended up here. <laughs> I just love the, the conversation that, that can happen uh, around ideas. And um, so just, I'm very open to that. Well, I think uh, well, we'll definitely share that information and hopefully uh, it, it allows us to keep the conversation going. And, and this whole ending piece of that, you know, it reminds me of over the years in, in education, every teacher can talk to doing some sort of training, whether it was an online video type training where it literally just played and they were off doing other things, but it was playing and it was recording and they got credit for that. Or they sat through some unbelievably non-intentional professional development and were doing lesson plans or doing something. And you start to think about this social media possibility, whether <clears throat> whatever platform it may be on, and hey, how it's very intentional and how it is pushing them to find answers to questions to improve education and not not counting that towards their continual either either certification or even potential uh, pay scale is, is, is kind of a, a sad commentary to where education maybe looks back to the, the past, you know, 100 years instead of looking you know, into the future in the next 10, 20 years. But wow, we've had a, a crazy ride and we've dove and we've just kind of scratched the surface of these, but we are so grateful for for having Dr. Stout Willett with us to talk about these things and get us thinking about it and getting thinking about not only our, our new teachers, but how social media, all these things. And we really appreciate having you, Dr. Stout Willett with us pleasure to be here. It's been, it's been great. I appreciate your questions. Uh, it's just a delight to, to get to share and uh, reflect on some of these things in a more friendly environment than a dissertation defense. So this, is, this has been a joy. Well, definitely the cowboy way of, of making people feel comfortable. But as this ride has came to almost an end, don't forget to check us out on all the other social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we, we want to hear your questions. Maybe throw out a question. Who knows? The doctor is in. He might come back and answer them for us uh, if we have any great questions out there. So I uh, hope you enjoy spring as our ride comes to an end, and we'll talk to you soon. So move them on. Head them up. Head them up. Move them on. Move them on. Head them up. Cowboy head.